Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball. I'm Joe and joined by Sam. Hello. 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 Uh, we are now at the start of the NBA season. Probably the regular season starts tonight. Um, so I think you well, you got some, some bold predictions and we're going to have some predictions for how the season's going to go. Um, yeah, bold, bold might be overselling them. Okay. My defense. But, you know, we'll call them there's bold some talk, predictions. They're talking the sake points of, at, at, at worst. For the sake of the internet, they're called bold predictions. Okay. I think. That's, that's how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We'll call the podcast that and then. Yeah. And then everyone will listen. They've started now. They've started listening. They're stuck. Yeah. Um, but we've already given it away, is the issue. But anyway, what's your first um, not. What what is one of your not quite so bold predictions? Uh, this is relatively bold, but it's also vague enough that it's kind of not as bold. I think Donovan Mitchell will be in the MVP race in the second half of the season. That is quite vague. Um, well, so as in like not not that he's necessarily going to win it, but that he will get some votes somewhere like down the ballot. And maybe he does become really competitive in it. Okay. So do you think the Jazz will be will be like up there again for him to be like I think in, more gonna be? Yeah, I think that'll be a lot of it is so there's always the Mitchell or Gobert thing when we're talking about like jazz awards. And Gobert got some like early season, he should be somewhere on a ballot stuff last season. Um when they were really just winning every game. I don't think they'll be quite as dominant in the regular season this time around, but I think Donovan Mitchell is going to score a lot. He, I know he missed some time through injury, but I think he still played 19 games in the second half last season. Only Steph Curry scored more per game after the All-Star break. Yeah, that is very ridiculous, isn't it? He had a career-best true shooting um, he was nearly nine attempts from three per game and over 38% on those. He's still their only guy they're really going to give the ball to like in close games. So there's the potential if they are, when they are in close games, he has those kind of MVP moments that whether they should or shouldn't, they do impact yeah. the way the race goes. So I just think he's going to be... I'm not going to go as far to say like I think he's going to win it or anything, but that he's because he's not been that guy before. He, he's not been that close. He's not yeah. been all NBA. I think the other thing is actually the Jazz are whether they're going to adjust how they play at all this year. You know, like the Bucks last year. You know, they came off. Yeah, they dominated the uh, regular season and then were disappointing in the playoffs. I wonder if the Jazz. If they're although they uh, they don't have the same talent level with Yanis really, but whether something similar might happen, um, yeah, they adjust I, in some way. I don't know whether that that could end up favouring Mitchell or not, or you know, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, I think they need to adjust in some way. Maybe that does result in Donovan Mitchell getting even more opportunities to just score. I think we're going to see. So I, I agree with you. I think they should do that. Whether they do or not is a different thing. 
So their non-Gobert minutes, they're going to have... I think they'll probably try and run smaller. Like, they've got Rudy Gay now. And I wonder if we're going to see, like, some Rudy Gay at the five looks and that kind of thing. Uh, defensively is where you feel like they probably need to tweak stuff. But on offense as well is they played really, like, aesthetically pleasing basketball last year. And the ball movement was great. But, like, while that can work in the playoffs, there were times in the playoffs where it wasn't working as well. And there's going to need to be almost like practice for when it goes Mitchell pick and roll, Mitchell isolation. And I wonder yeah. if that would be a route to him putting up like massive numbers and where you do get like the 35 and 10 games from him. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking really. That may, that could work in his favor if they decide they need to go more to that. Although I think the playoffs thing as well wasn't a big thing they defensively they just weren't good anymore yeah well you can you can scheme to not make gobert completely ineffective but they were just because the perimeter defenders weren't doing enough they they can't they are so much from gobert that it just becomes like difficult particularly when you had teams well the clippers obviously most of all were using like no literally no center not some, not like a, a small ball center really, but like everyone was completely five out, and then it's like so you end up just either with an open three point shooter all the time, or Gobert running around constantly, and that's that's not great either. Yeah, yeah. It's it, I, for the, well, for this is we're talking about Don Mitchell really the prediction, but I think for the Jazz in general, it's about um, addressing that really, isn't it? If they are going to do anything different, maybe they'll just be really good in the regular season again and not actually get any further. Um, if that happens, you wonder if you get into a bit of a spicy situation with the franchise, don't you? What, with, with Mitchell? Uh, probably with Mitchell or just with someone in the organisation or the organisation as a whole get to like, we keep trying this, it's not working. Yeah. What do we do? I don't know what it is. Like, you'd think... I'd think the coach probably gets changed, like rightly or wrongly, because that's easy. That like Gobert's contract is ridiculously big, and you don't want to give up on Mitchell if you're the Utah Jazz. I mean, anyone. I don't think with how talented he is, but like that's not a player that they can just get in free agency in a couple of years. Um, but I, I do wonder with them, like, because that they've been. Because they're a small market team, there's not that much made out of it like it would be if it was a bigger market. But they've been like impressive and then really quite embarrassing in the playoffs for a few years now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they're one of those just getting in the same pattern, aren't they? Although never quite as good in the regular season as last year. Um, yeah. And almost when you're not that that good in the regular season, it's like you get away with it. It's like, yeah, maybe we're just not that good. And you're then not favoured in the series, are you, quite often? So the series, or they've been going into series like 50-50 or as the 40-60 underdog, and then they lose. But it's like at some point you've got to not lose those. Yeah. Um I'll make a prediction off this about the Jazz. Um, that they are, they are going to. They're going to be, they're going to be top three in the West again. 
but uh, go out in the first round. <laughs> I'm not sure that's bold. That's the opposite of bold. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm just going to do the same again. They, <laughs> they're going to run it back. Yeah, run and, it back. The same just, thing will happen. Just, just be bad again. Or, 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 or actually really good and then just not actually achieve anything with it. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, I mean, yeah, he's basically every year he's just sort of been improving, hasn't he? He's, he's like getting to that tier, really, of just an elite scorer. Um, although, I, I don't know, I think defensively, though, I think a lot of time, don't you think, you're going to have to be so good offensively if you're not a also a really good defender to to win it. That's the thing. That's the thing I didn't mention, I guess, is that he was drafted as a defensive guy and then he's not been that. He's been like the opposite of it. So his candidacy, like you say, would really depend on defensively, like taking yeah. a massive step forward. I think uh, cause that, that's also a thing that would help, would probably give them a big step forward in the playoffs too. Yes. Basically, generally, they need better perimeter defense. Yeah, because Gobert can carry you to an amazing regular season defense, but when you're against the best teams, that just isn't enough. And people are scheming specifically for you for seven games. They're just getting like picked apart. Yeah. Um, uh, should, we, should we have another prediction? Yeah. Do you want to go? I just like I'll have one. I'll do one. Okay. Um, right, I need to. How about? Uh, I mean, I think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to make the playoffs. Oh, I like that. Is that is that bold enough? It depends. I, it I, depends. Feel, like we, I feel like this is as as well. This is we're going to be uh, assessing how bold our predictions are, as well as actually what the predictions are. Okay, do you mean top six, or are they get in through the play-in? Because they just got in through the play-in. I'll go top six, sure. Why not? Because I think that's that's relatively spicy. That that yeah, I'd say that, that yeah. Just add a little bit of spice to this. I'd go top six. I mean, it's basically all depends on uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. I think who they've just given a big extension. Um, oh, I love him. He's he's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we know how good John Morant is and could be. Like, you know, he, so I don't know. I mean, he's he's a player that, like, the talent he obviously has. You expect him to be in the MVP discussion, like, one of these years, if he has the right team around him, really. And it's like, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, it's like him and Jaron Jackson Jr. potentially could be like something really special, but it's really Jaron Jackson Jr.'s end of it that is uh, really the uncertainty. And Morant shooting. I mean, they've now got Stephen Adams at the five, yeah, which is a bit like concerning spacing-wise with Jar. If Jar starts shooting. 
the bit there's i mean jaron jackson jr is also i think we're going to see quite a lot of him him playing at center um partly for that reason to get the extra spacing and that feels like i still feel i seem to comment this every podcast i still feel like this with like davis and yanis as well is like the best possible version of them is a center that's where they can yeah. be most destructive at both ends. And I think Jaron Jackson, I mean, he's nowhere near on their level yet. But it's a similar thing where he can be a switchable five. Rebounding's the big thing for him. If he can start rebounding, uh, foul a bit less, and, well, stay on the court as well. The potential of those two, like you said, in tandem. And I think with that prediction, the reason I don't hate it is that the West is still really deep. But Memphis keep exceeding what we all expect for them. And by we, I mean the NBA megaverse. Yeah. And I mean, like, teams ahead of them, Clippers, could be bad. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you've got... There are some doubts this year, aren't there? I mean, the Clippers... The Clippers, I don't have a certainty to uh, make it, make the playoffs. I mean... Well, yeah, they'll probably get getting the play in at least. But I don't know. I don't. They're not top six. Definitely, they're not definitely top six at least. Um, so you have Lakers, Nuggets, Suns, Jazz, Jazz ahead of them. Well, I'm forgetting someone big. Well, the Warriors is another one, but they the Warriors, yeah. we don't know what happens with Clay. Not, we have no idea what's going to happen with the Warriors, do we really? And they just knock them out. The Grizz just knocked the Warriors out of the play-in. The Trailblazers, I mean, I think we'll I mean, come on to them in a bit, but like Lillard might leave. We we really yeah. have no idea what happens there. Um, um, the Mavericks have a new coach. Which no one is very confident about. And it's yeah, like... He's not really been successful as a head coach before. Um, I mean, what else is there? Well, then you're getting into like Minnesota, New Orleans, yeah, and Sacramento, they're just, and they're just franchises that just haven't been good. Why well, and they just? I mean, Zion. They've got, they've got talent. They've all got a lot of talent now, but they've just they're yet to just be good teams, really. And I, I just don't think so. Maybe the very top talent, like Cat, Zion. Like, you take those over the Memphis guys, wouldn't you? But, I mean, Zion doesn't play basketball, and he doesn't seem to be on the court at the moment, and the season starts in eight hours. Who knows what the hell's going to happen there? Minnesota, yeah, they finished last season. It was fine, but, like, massive, like you're saying, see it to believe it. We know the Grizzlies can be, like, a a playing-level team, and there does seem to be a vacancy in the West. Yeah. And they keep exceeding expectations. And they've got and, lots and of young guys. On, yeah, well, John Morant particularly. Lots of young guys, but also John Morant, who's like... Well, obviously, everyone, everyone's more excited about Zion and have been uh, a lot of points, but he's been more consistent, like, available more consistently. And, yeah, I don't know. I guess as as a point guard on a team like that, maybe he can affect the game in, in a bigger way. Well, I mean, he won Rookie of the Year because he was actually yeah. on the court. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I could, it's another thing as well. It's like John Moran. If you just look at John Moran, it's like how he develops. Like, there's a lot of people since they he was drafted thinking, like, yeah, he could develop to be, like, an all-time great point guard. It's like if he 
does re get, start getting to that level in the next couple of years, and it's like, you know, the rest of the team that they'll be that they'll be that level anyway, whatever the rest of the team is. Yeah, and I think the thing that you can't because we're talking about the regular season. So if if you say best case for the Timberwolves and best case for the Pelicans, because that would involve like Zion, Towns, Ingram, Edwards all taking like a step forward the best case for those guys is like they could like go on a run and take like a second round series deep maybe if you think that i don't think that's true but i could see how you argue that i'm not sure there's that case for the memphis roster as it is but their roster is deeper and i mean the jaron jackson jr health is the biggest thing but we saw what they did even when he was injured last year. They just have loads and loads of like solid to good NBA players around Jar. And that gives you, we're talking about the regular season where they can be in the top six. That gives you like better justification for saying that, I think, because we're not talking about if they can win a first round series, which I mean, I don't necessarily think they can given who they're likely to face. Plus, but then this is another avenue that you could do a whole podcast on is they're in they keep making these deals where they like they're just sort of moving picks and players and stuff around like Valentinus went out and Adams came in and picks went here and there and then some more picks went and they got Jarrett Culver and stuff just sort of like constantly moving around they're set up to do a trade where they get like another proper starter to go next to their guys yeah I, I guess that's the thing as well isn't it what they end up doing with that. I mean, just, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, who could they possibly get? Who could they possibly trade for at some point in the season? Or I, well, I think with, uh, I'm not thinking of them as like a, a Beal trade happens or a Lillard trade or anything like that, but the sort of deal that just bumps them up a little bit. Um, and unfortunately, I'm also stuck like you are with like not someone perfect coming to mind. <laughs> um, but they're, they're positioned to do that sort of thing if they are going well. Yeah. Which then, yeah, then you'd hope they would then carry on going well. Otherwise, it's a bad trade, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, do you want to go with another one, another prediction? Okay, this is this is proper vagary, right? Okay, I'm going to be a theme. Yeah, well, it's it's way more vague than Mitchell is going to be like get MVP votes. Um, so the headline is an Eastern Conference team blows it up, but it's okay. not. I'm not going to go like specifically on a team. Okay, my feeling is just that there's a <laughs> lot of teams suddenly in the East and it's going to be really interesting and it was a bit like this last year but then you know COVID stuff happened which made it easier to excuse stuff but basically that someone during the season is going to do something kind of outrageous with their roster so you've got uh, Milwaukee and Brooklyn fine like two favourites of the title I think miles ahead Philly I mean who knows they've got like I mean, I th I think at his best last year, Embiid was he was the best player in the league, like in the games he yeah. actually played. I mean, we like Simmons is going to get traded, whatever. 
But then after that, there's Miami. Some people put them in the top group. And then it's just like everyone. And then like Detroit, Cleveland, and Orlando. All of those other teams think they're going to be really good. So who have we got in that group then? Like, so Cel- so the Celtics. Got... You've got the Celtics in that group. Knicks, Hawks, Pacers, Bulls, Hornets, and the Raptors. The Raptors are an interesting one. I mean, the, what the rap, how the Raptors? How would the Raptors even blow up? Aren't the Raptors just in a position where they are? They've not can't really do that much. Then. No, that's what I mean. Is that it's not? That's why the that someone's going to blow it up. Headline would be very misleading. Is okay. is it's going to be like a kind of this isn't going to ro- going right. We're going to sort of swing in some way. So with them, it would be a Siakam trade, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Either I, yeah, I guess stuff or they trade him to get someone that they like better or maybe there's more tension between Siakam and Nick Nurse that seems to be sorted I'm a lot higher on the Raptors I've taken their um, win total over because I think last year was a blip with everyone living away and stuff and I know there's no Carl Lowry but I think they'll be like a solid competitive team this year a lot of projections seem to have them as one of the teams left out and so with them as an example is like, yeah, they then go off. We're going to try and trade Siakam and he ends up playing for the Warriors or something. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, so, I mean, yeah, I know some of those teams, they won't, won't be doing that. Will they? they... You can find a, a variation on it though, for basically all of them, I think. Okay. Do you think? What about the, what about the Hornets? What would they do? They they could move Hayward if they wanted to, or they could try and move, um, like Miles Bridges, who I don't think got extended yesterday, unless I missed it. Oh uh, yeah, I can't remember. I was listening to podcasts earlier, but I can't remember if he was extended or not. I don't. Uh, or they could try and move him, um, which I mean he's meant to be like a foundational piece for them. Or they they decide the contract they gave Terry Rozier was too big, like it, that's what I mean. Is it's not it's not proper like yeah. blowing up stuff, but things that at the moment are just like well that's their roster for at least this season and next. I feel like there's going to be a team that's like a few games off. And whereas last year we that was happening, and everyone rightly was sort of well oh yeah they've they've played five games fewer, and when they did play, no one was available. We shouldn't be having that this year or hopefully not, it's going to be like, you've got your crowds in. I think pretty much every, everywhere's full now, I think. Um, you've got your crowds. There's not that many excuses. Like, yeah, maybe a couple of injuries derail a team, and that that means it changes. Like, they then accept being a bit worse. But I, you could see just, like, a team falls off, and they do something a bit, like, wacky. Yeah, okay, so it's sort of like someone in the east is going to do something unexpected with moving yeah. like someone like a key player yeah also it could be like the hawks that they um they trade multiple of their young guys and they package it for a star somewhere yeah like um ben simmons yeah that sort of thing um the Pacers Simmons thing has obviously fallen by the wayside because the Brogdon extension. Yeah, I but don't that... know what 
but the paces could do. Well, they could, they've still got the Sabonis and Turner could both. That the most obvious as it has been for about like two decades, it feels like. Well, they've got to split those two up, and they just haven't done it yet. That at some point that will happen. I guess that doesn't count as unexpected, though. Yeah. Okay. Right, I'll, I'll go with one then. Um, I I mean, yeah, I'll try. Okay, I might start off with vague, and then I'll try and commit to something more specific. So, <laughs> that sounds so, good. So I think Campbell Walker is going to be good for the Nets. I mean, the, not the Nets, the Knicks. I mean, it's not, not really bold at all. That would have been bold if it was for the Nets. Yeah, so let's say... I don't know. He uh, he plays he plays seventy games and averages like twenty four points a game. Is that bold? I think. Well, it's not bold if you look at what his career's been. But if anyone who watched him play last season would say that's incredibly bold. Yeah. So basically, I'm saying he's going to have a bounce back, which I don't know. I don't know. Don't know what's based on. Um, but also, I mean, did they get him cheap? Or, or what was it? Was yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was bought out by the Thunder and then they got him for him. Just double checking. It's, um, it's basically nine million a year for two years. Yeah. So, I, yeah, and basically they need, they needed some more consistent offense, really, didn't they, the, the uh, Knicks. They've got the whole, uh, you know, tough, defensive guys, people playing loads of minutes, working really hard, defending a lot. Um, I mean, Cam Walker's not going to do that so much, but also he could be, he could be that guy, doesn't he? That, you know, he's just going to give you offense, isn't he? If he's, if he's available, he's going to give you some top, top quality offensive production. Well, a guy that can actually create off the dribble at all and they had to get like the ghost of Derek Rose to do that for them in the playoffs Um, yeah and he was clearly worn down when he was playing like starter minutes let alone like tips playoff minutes I guess maybe that's the problem is maybe whether they look after him enough yeah my concern would be he does that for two months and then he's just like broken again yeah that could happen Um, but I'm Thinking it won't for some reason. I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they don't just wear him down. I think if they if they do start playing him like you know forty minutes a good night, uh, then yeah, it's not going to end well. They've got Fournier as well. Like their their yeah their roster now looks more like a twenty twenty one NBA and, roster. And RJ Barrett was actually good last year. His second half was really nice. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I mean. Yeah. I think you're talking me into the Knicks. I've been really down on the Knicks, but you seem to you've talked me into the Knicks being like you know okay again. Yeah. Actually, we didn't even mention them in your last prediction. Well, I about about a team doing something unexpected or blowing up or whatever. They would be a candidate to do something to try and add, wouldn't they? Add a star. If they if they were fourth or fifth again and a star came available, but then I think for them to be that good again, they need RJ to break out. 
and he's their piece to get a star. Yeah. So then that's where you've got to trip over yourselves. Yeah, I don't have any picks, do they? No, they've, they've got some picks, but they don't, well, I mean, they don't have like a, a closet of them, like the Thunder and the Pelicans, but they're young player like Quigley. Um, I mean, Knox has like no value. The guys they just drafted top in, like that's not, that's, that's not going to get you a, a star, is it, around that? Particularly yeah. if it looks like going to be good, because then their picks aren't worth as much. Yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't see them doing something that drastic that much, partly because they can't do something that big. And, I don't know, maybe if they are really bad, again, they, they like, try and do stuff and then ruin themselves again. Um, but basically they've been so bad and like such a shambles for so long and they actually got in the playoffs and even if they're not like a proper contender that's probably pretty good for the Knicks at the moment Yeah, I think they've got to be happy with just being in the mix, haven't they? You'd think and they don't seem in a crazy rush to be fair to them Yeah Um, Yeah, so that's that's one of my things, anyway. The Campbell Walker thing. Was it seven, 70 games and 24 points a night? Yeah. I guess on, like, decent efficiency, it's not that he's taking 35 shots a game. No. No, of course. Yeah. yeah. It, and and like... the pace they play out, he's got no chance of 35 shots a game, to be fair. Yeah. Um... Do you, want to, do you want to do one? Have you got any more? I've got another one. Okay. Damian Lillard does not get traded. Okay. Um, that is... Yeah, I mean, that's not that bold, I suppose. Cause I mean, it's not exactly like he's handed in a... He's like requested trade, I think, is it? No, the bold one would be Simmons doesn't get traded. Yeah. I guess. Um, my thinking with this is just, I think, like we said about there being that gap, is if Portland are healthy enough, which has been a bit of an issue for them the last couple of years, but if they are, I think Larry Nance will help them just enough that they will be close enough. Because also the, the relationship he's got with that organization and that city is different to other people. I don't think I can see him... If they're fifth or sixth, and it's like they're not going to win the title, I don't think he's going to like throw a strop and force his way out by the trade no. deadline. No, he I might say, that. get ready to trade me in the off-season, privately. And whether it stays private, who knows, is the NBA. But I don't think there's going to be like a I'm just leaving and wearing that's all folks t-shirt sort of thing. I, don't, I can't see that happening. No. If what? everyone's injured, he might leave. Like if, if, everyone, if they end yeah, up tenth, they have injuries and that yeah, they're out playing and stuff maybe. Because then you can do it nicely, and it's like, well, wait, I think they've got their pick for this year. Then it's like, oh, look, you can tank and you can get rid of me. I'll be fine. Um, I guess you could tie those in if you wanted to be really saucy, and I'm not. I don't think I believe this, but you know, I'm going to throw out there anyway. 
is if the Sixers are just waiting for Lillard to try and trade Simmons for, that also yeah. means they're not going to be able to trade Simmons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would, I was thinking about time with Simmons actually. Maybe I don't know. I don't think Simmons is getting traded soon. And I've not been quite as committed as he's not getting traded at all. But I don't know. Maybe he doesn't get traded till after Christmas or something. I, I, I think the Sixers are going to be more stubborn than definitely than Simmons expected. I think they already have been. And yeah. I think the the obvious comparison is Harden because he's the only other player that's properly held out like this. And now Simmons is back. There's lots of talk of him doing the Harden thing where he comes back and just like tanks on the court. But we, you've still got to pay me, but I'm ruining everything. I think yeah. this... Because I, I, even with Embiid resting occasionally, I think the Sixers without Simmons are good enough to be like a top six team probably. Yeah. And if they can do that and just be like, fine, look, don't turn up if you're going to mess around and ruin everything. But like, fine. There might just be a waiting game forever until it's ha- something like either comes available. I don't think there's any way they do the, if they, cause it, they surely could have done the, the selling low on him trade by now, if they were going to do that. Yeah, I would have thought so. Um, yeah, that's that's the thing I think is that as it's not happened by now, it's like I don't know how much what much changes that would make it happen. He has to stink out the place, doesn't he? Yeah, but even then, it's like they're not they're not giving him away, are they? No. Yeah, I like. I I can't see much changing that happens because it's it's also not like another team thinks, oh, let's go and get him to help us at this point, are they? It's not that situation. It's no, and and the longer this very, goes on, the less it's like that. Yeah, it's a very weird one. His it, it, that yeah. The Sixers obviously don't want to give him away. And also, his trade value is just plummeting. So he's not at this point. He's not really an asset to another team. You're like you're you're buying the potential, even for a player that's been in the league for like what has he been like five years or something? You're paying him a lot of money for potential as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a problem. It's it's just like a deadlock, and I, I I. I can't see it moving. I'm just trying to think about, so the Indiana one we spoke about when we did a Simmons podcast before, I'm just trying to think about like the, which are the teams that you think are probably going to be like around the play-in? If they're like fall off the play-in, do they then suddenly go nuts? Like I was thinking Sacramento. Do they, if they're five games back in December, do they offer Fox for Simmons? Uh, no, I don't think they do. I, I think that's a, a firm no from them. Yeah. And not, I don't. I'm not sure that changes like at all. Like, is there a route to? Uh, we haven't mentioned this novel. I think there's like no chance. Not even sure if it can happen after Gilgis Alexander's extension. But like, is there a way that happens? No. 
like the Brandon Ingram thing still not going to make any sense having Simmons and Zion. Uh, the Timberwolves stuff is at the same sort of deadlock. There's so few like potential trade packages, and one of them is just gone. Yeah, it's not it's not insane to say that like well, if you don't think Lillard's getting traded, um, the Simmons one just becomes like that much more difficult because the Beal thing is also like I think the Wizards could be relatively good this year. Yeah, well, yeah, not that many teams in the East could be that good though. I suppose which is what your thing earlier was about. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it it does look like there's a all the stuff about he's never he's definitely played his last game for Philly and it, he, he wouldn't want to go out in front of the fans and stuff. It, it's funny. I I know the the Philadelphia fans have a reputation, but um, I I he might he'd have to he's gonna have to take some booing if in the first game he plays at Wells Fargo if he does. But I I mean I think that stuff will change quickly if he gets a couple of triple doubles somehow. Yeah, you know, there's no way back, though, is there, really? Of him actually staying at the team. From here. I don't think so, but we're also saying there's not really a trade. So, I mean, he might also realise his only way of getting traded is if he plays and looks like a basketball player, I guess. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, that might be it. Maybe they, maybe they, uh, yeah, just use them off the bench for like non embed minutes for a bit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he can get the abuse without the adulation of Embiid alongside him as well, I suppose. Yeah. Well, have you got any more predictions? I think. I think that's basically it. I, I could make up some more random stuff, but I don't think I have anything that I feel particularly strongly about. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into some more stuff anyway when the season's going. We'll come up with some more ideas for some podcast formats. Yeah. I guess, and um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we should, we're done, aren't we? We're done with our predictions. Yeah, that's it. We've completed... Whether they're bold, I don't predicting know how bold they now. were, or not bold. Um, but yes, uh, just subscribe to the podcast and um, you know, look out for more of them. If you want. Yeah, yeah, if please you want. do. Um, so see you later. Bye. Bye.